Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, this Victory Monday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast is presented by the Locked On Podcast Network's Ultimate Season Preview 2021. The NFL season is about to begin, and nobody covers it like the Locked On Podcast Network. August the 30th through September the 8th, the Locked On NFL podcast is previewing every team and every division with the help of Odyssey's lineup of NFL experts. Follow the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 feed on the Odyssey app or whatever app you get your podcast and make sure that you tune in beginning August 30th. But we have a big-time Victory Monday episode of the Locked On Titans podcast to get into. First, the Tennessee Titans did come out victorious on Saturday night, 34-3 to over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, moving to 2-0 on the preseason. I'm going to give you All of my big takeaways from a team perspective to start the show. Then we're going to zoom in, look at some individual performances and tighten up and tighten down. And then there are a ton of other storylines coming out of the weekend for the Titans, including Tennessee Titans head coach Mike Vrabel testing positive for COVID-19 on Sunday morning. So a lot to discuss and a lot to break down on this Monday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it! You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Titans fans, we are going to dive into this Monday episode of the Locked On Titans podcast. We're going to start with the big overall team takeaways from Saturday night. But before we get into that, do want to remind you guys, I'm going to be putting out Monday through Friday daily Tennessee Titans content here on the Locked On Titans podcast, not only during the preseason, not only during the regular season, but all year long. There's not another Titans content creator that can say that. So make sure that you never miss an episode of the number one Tennessee Titans podcast in the world by subscribing to the Locked On Titans podcast on whatever platform you do stream. And make sure that you subscribe to the Locked On Titans YouTube page and smash that notification bell so you know when all of my videos go live. Also, check me out on social media on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans. Got an Awesome film breakdown coming up this week for you guys on a rookie who balled out on Saturday night. And make sure that you follow the show on Facebook at Locked on Titans Pod. But with all that housekeeping out of the way, we're going to dive into the big takeaways. And I do got to tell you guys, my apologies. There was no instant reaction video done on Saturday night because, unfortunately, I have a pretty bad case of strep throat right now. And I've done my best over the last 48 or uh, so hours to just not talk so that I can be ready for the week ahead. It's a big week, but uh, I was questionable going into Saturday night, and like a lot of the Tennessee Titans starters on the offensive side of the ball, was not able to get out there. But either way, I'm here for you now, and we're going to break everything down that you need to know. And from a team perspective, of course, the Titans won 34-3, to and as we saw with week one of the preseason, It was a defensive-led effort. The Tennessee Titans' defense looking pretty impressive. And as I said last week, 
Unfortunately, I'm ready to get hurt again, guys. I'm ready to believe that this defense can change, that this defense is fresh and new and has a chance to not be one of the worst units in the league. And all the way down from the starters on defense to the third string guys on defense, the Titans defense just looks organized. Almost like they have a real defensive coordinator leading the show. So, like to see that. The coverage, the pressures, all leading up. Really like what the Titans are doing up front with their twists and their stunts. Using the defensive line in ways. Blitzing defensive backs. Blitzing linebackers up the A-gap. I just thought that it's been a revelation, quite frankly, to see the Titans defense so tied together and so on the same page. And... It wasn't just the eye test out there. If you look at the box score, you'll see it as well. Other than holding the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense to only three points. Now, I do have to mention, Tampa Bay basically didn't play any of their starters in this game outside of uh, one starting offensive lineman, especially on the offensive side of the ball. So, grain of salt, of course, take that as we always do. But when you move past that, the Titans had three turnovers on the day. What should have been three interceptions. Jerome Boger is a terrible referee and ruled one of the interceptions a catch and a fumble, which it wasn't. It was an interception. But either way, three turnovers for the Titans officially, two interceptions and one forced fumble that was returned for a touchdown. Three sacks. They only allowed the Bucks to rush for 17 yards on the ground. So a great job there. Two for 14 on third downs. 0 for 2 on fourth downs. A great effort for the Tennessee Titans holding down that Tampa Bay offense. It wasn't just the defense, though, when you put up 34 points. Obviously, the offense had to have some good moments, and the offense was responsible for 20 points of their own. Now, we do got to say that the Titans defense put the Titans offense in a lot of very good, advantageous situations. But the Titans offense did pretty well. They had 238 total yards, 87 rushing. And when you look at, you know, Tampa Bay only having 17 rushing yards, 87 is a pretty good day in the preseason. Although the Titans did have some good moments. They were, you know, two for 13 on third downs. They gave up three sacks on the night. Didn't get a lot of great push in the run game, but there were some good moments in there as well in route to 20 points. Now on special teams, the Titans had a really great night as well. Six for six on the kicks, and we'll talk a little bit more about the kicker who made that possible in our tighten up and tighten down segment, but uh, a really good night there. Six for six on those field goals. A field goal make a 48, a field goal make a 58 as well. Awesome. The Titans coverage units only allowed 15.5 yards average on kickoff returns. Pretty solid effort there. They allowed 11.3 yards on average on punt returns and did give up a 19-yard punt return, so you would like to see a little bit more consistency there. But overall, a pretty solid night for the Titans special team. So solid on special teams, great and dominant on defense, up and down on offense, but overall 
it led to a 34-3 victory for the Titans, who are now 2-0 and in the preseason. And although the preseason isn't a great indicator of the success that lies ahead in the regular season, it's still better than the Titans looking completely in shambles out there and losing both games and being on the opposite side of these beatdowns. So like to see the Titans playing good football from the first string to the second string to the third string as well. But we're going to talk about some individual performances next and tighten up and tighten down. Before we get into that, do want to tell you guys about our friends over at betonline.ag. It's that time of year again. All eyes are now turning to football as teams are back out on the gridiron to start the season. Always remember that betonline.ag is your number one spot to bet on all the pro and college football action this season. You get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including betonline.ag's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest. Both of those are open right now at Bet Online. So head over to their website, use your laptop or your mobile device and sign up today for free and make sure that you use the promo code Locked on. And when you do, it's going to qualify you for a 100% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right. They're going to match your deposit dollar for dollar. Also, be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the line on Thursday, September 9th, season opening game between the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using the promo code NFL100. Bet online is the easiest and fastest way to bet on all your favorite sports action from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers that we have discussed. That's betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. We are going to dive into Titan Up and Titan Down and talk about all of the individual performances of note from Saturday's game, both the good and the bad as well. But let's start on a positive note with the Titan Ups. And I got a lot of those to get into. Number one, there is no place else to start. But the biggest headline of the game, Elijah Molden. The third round rookie cornerback finally got out on the field for the Titans. And boy, it was impressive. He led the Titans defense with 46 snaps, played or had eight tackles, had one sack, and what an incredible sack. He literally slid underneath and in between two big offensive linemen to the point where his knee was on the ground and got through and took the quarterback to the ground. I mean, what relentless effort from Elijah Molden. He had a forced fumble as well, had a pass breakup that turned into an interception. I mean, he was all over the field. You could not miss him. Great coverage out there, making plays on the ball. And Elijah Molden isn't the biggest. He's not the fastest. He's not the heaviest. But the guy knows how to play football. Incredible IQ, incredible instincts, incredible grit and toughness. I mean, NFL football and football in general is littered with guys 
who maybe weren't the height, weight, speed, perfect prospect, but they're just football players. That's the reality. Elijah Molden's one of those guys. He got a ton of love from the NFL community after the game, including someone who some people have compared him to, to Ron Matthew, the safety from the Kansas City Chiefs. So love seeing all the praise for Molden. He's got to stack those great days together. But we're going to talk in the last segment about some of these uh, roster situations going on and going forward into Tuesday's cuts. And as I've tried to tell you guys this whole time, Elijah Molden is going to be the slot starter for the Titans. It's definitely not going to be the other option, who we will discuss later on. But moving forward, I can talk about Molden for a whole segment. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to tomorrow a full film breakdown on the podcast. And I'll have my film breakdown up on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans as well. But on offense, Makai Sargent continues to impress and be the best running back for the Tennessee Titans. 16 carries, 78 yards. Had one catch for five yards for a touchdown. He's just the best running back that's played for the Titans in the preseason. And Darrington Evans has been hurt more than he hasn't been in his Titans career. The other running backs, which we'll talk about in a moment, weren't that impressive in either week one or week two. So I don't understand why Makai Sargent wouldn't have a great opportunity to make this roster. And with what he's shown in the preseason so far, he's not going to make it to the practice squad. So. That's something to consider there. I thought Makai Sargent was excellent. He ran so tough. I mean, he broke through so many tackles. The Titans' offensive line did not play well. They did not block well in this game. Makai Sargent didn't care. He was going to make plays no matter what. And that's the type of guy you need at running back when the offensive line doesn't give him a clean hole. He still finds a way to be productive. That's what you need at running back in the NFL. Also on offense in the backfield, Matt Barkley in. I'm not going to get into my rant now. I'll save it for the end of the show. But I've been going at it tap for tap with Kool-Aid on Broadway for a few weeks now. I placed a $100 bet with Justin. um, I don't know Justin's last name, but it's Justin M. He writes for Broadway, uh, works for the Draft Network, does good work, does great work. This is no personal animosity. This is Tennessee Titans conversation and argument and discussion. You know, don't make it more than it is, guys. There's no personal beef here with me and anybody else making Titans content. But uh, it seems like Kool-Aid on Broadway, they're all on the Logan Woodside train and um, not really giving any credence to the fact that Matt Barkley could be the better quarterback, despite every bit of evidence that's available showing that Matt Barkley is a better NFL quarterback, even if he's not great, still better than Logan Woodside. But either way, I said I wasn't going to get into that rant. Matt Barkley was great, and the Titans' offense was completely stagnant and had nothing going and couldn't score, couldn't move the ball, literally could do nothing on offense until Matt Barkley came in the game. And then Matt Barkley led the Titans on two touchdown drives, ended up getting 13 of the Titans' 20 offensive points on the board. He was 12 for 16, 115 passing yards, two touchdowns. And like I said, the health of the Titans' offense was totally different when Matt Barkley was in the game than when Logan Woodside was in the game. So a tighten up for Matt Barkley. Mason Kinsey continues to impress. Six catches, 56 yards, one touchdown. He gets open, and when you throw it to him, he catches it. And that's that's really the basics of what you need from a wide receiver. 
Again, uphill climb for the roster, but he's had 10 catches now for over 100 yards and a touchdown in the preseason. Mason Kinsey has secured himself a place in the NFL, whether it's with the Titans or not. Des Fitzpatrick showed up in this game, had two catches for 30 yards and a touchdown, had a 23-yard touchdown catch from Logan Woodside, ran a a great route where he faked like he was going to block and then darted off to the corner of the end zone. Really well-executed route for Des Fitzpatrick. Good to see him get some positive momentum because it's well documented that he's been struggling and he's in his own head at this point. On defense, Monty Rice. Didn't know if he was going to get some run out there after an injury this week in practice, but he did end up playing, had five total tackles, and I thought that he just showed he can be a great depth piece early on for the Titans at inside linebacker. Also, David Long. The Titans aren't going to be able to keep him off the field. He only had one tackle, but he also had a sack on a blitz up the middle, had a tackle for loss as well. He's just flashing every time he plays. Uh, Breon Body Calhoun, got to mention him, uh, in the defensive backfield for the Titans, had a pass breakup, did have the fumble for a touchdown where he took it back 42 yards. It's an interception, but Jerome Boger, one of the worst refs in any sport ever, Uh, Called it a a fumble for some reason. Clearly an interception. uh, But either way, a touchdown for Breon Body Calhoun. And not just that, I thought he was all over the field throughout the day as well. I thought he made a lot of really good plays out there at slot cornerback. Chester Rogers on special teams had, well, he had two catches for 22 yards. So good job there. Had an 80-yard kickoff return. It got brought back by penalty by Rashad Weaver, which debatable on the penalty. But either way, although it got called back, Chester Rogers still made that play. So Chester Rogers doing a great job in the return game, and I would expect him to get a roster spot as well. And then finally, Sam Ficken, the final Titan up 6-for-6 on his kicks, 4-for-4 on his extra points, 2-for-2 on his field goals, a 48-yarder, and a 58-yarder. I mean, there's just no way Sam Ficken isn't the starting kicker for the Titans day one now. I mean, it sucks that Tucker McCann got hurt, but either way, there's just no way. Nashville hot Ficken cannot be denied. He can, oh, By the way, the nicknames, Golden Molden, and you may not like that, but his own mother said, let's call him Golden Molden. So, Elijah Golden Molden, that's good for me. Makai Drill Sergeant, yes, Drill Sergeant, out there creating the pain. I love it. I love it. Also, you got uh, Machine Gun Kinsey out there. I like that one as well. And then Nashville Hot Ficken. So some really good nicknames coming out of the preseason games. But we'll quickly go through the Titan downs. Number one, the Titans offensive line all night. Uh, The starting offensive line, then the second string, the third string, just not a great night. Not a lot of great push in the run game. Not a lot of great pass protection. But the The Buccaneers do have a very talented defensive line group, so I guess that does make sense. But uh, diving in deeper, Questenberry at right tackle again. Just awful. And only played one drive, I believe, and then got replaced by Raidens, and they put him out at right tackle. I mean, just a a terrible night overall for Questenberry. I haven't seen anything from him at right tackle in the preseason. Uh, Dylan Raidens did struggle as well, though. I mean, he got a clown suit put on him by uh, Joe Tryon the rookie out of Washington. Now, Dylan Radins, what we knew is he was going to be a little bit of a project. He had to develop a little bit. He's coming out of an FCS 
FCS school. Didn't play last year, but Joe Tryon didn't play his last year in college either. So Joe Tryon really put the work on Dylan Radins. He did better after that. He was better in the run game than he was pass protection, but not a great night for the rookie right tackle. Uh, also, Racy McMath. I give him a tighten down. He played well on special teams as a gunner, but zero offensive snaps and only 23 special team snaps. So the Titans may be trying to hide him for practice squad purposes and not let other teams know what he can do on offense. But ultimately, I just think the Titans coaching staff knows he's not going to give them anything at wide receiver this year. Let's see if he's good enough on special teams to actually be worthy of a roster spot. Logan Woodside, 7 for 8, 64 yards, did rebound and throw a touchdown pass to Des Fitzpatrick, but he could not get anything going when he was leading the offense in the first half. I thought it was a pretty bad um, pretty bad day for him. Some passes that were behind wide receivers, throwing to the inside shoulder of the wide receiver when the defender is on his inside hip. Just not very accurate. Didn't seem to have a good handle of the offense. And once the second string and third string defenses came in for the Buccaneers in that game, he started to play a little bit better. But overall, he was definitely the worst quarterback on the night. Also, the worst running backs, Jeremy McNichols. Five carries for negative nine yards. He just wasn't running hard. And Makai Sargent, it was like a, a night and day experience to see Makai Sargent run hard compared to Jeremy McNichols, who just didn't have it. And I don't see how he could get a roster spot over Makai Sargent at this time. And likewise, Brian Hill, 10 carries, 24 yards, just no explosiveness, no juice whatsoever. So I, I don't see how Hill makes the team. And that's somebody who I thought for sure had a chance to make this team. Uh, on the defensive side, do just want to talk about rookie Caleb Farley. Not a great night for him. I thought he struggled on the line of scrimmage. He only played 16 snaps, so I'm not going to kill the guy too much. He's just getting back into things after an injury, but either way, just not, not a great performance from Caleb Farley. Got beat on the out and up for a big completion. Again, I thought he struggled at the line of scrimmage, staying with guys early on in press, so hopefully he just continues to improve there. But that's tighten up. Tighten down. We are going to get into all of the other stories that we have to talk about, including Tennessee Titans head coach Mike Vrabel testing positive for COVID-19 on Sunday. But before we get into that, I do want to tell you guys about the best tasting protein bars ever from our friends over at Built Bar. They have a ton of different flavors on their website, something for everyone. No matter which flavor you choose, all the bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They are absolutely delicious. I'm not on any kind of diet or health regimen or anything like that, and I like eating the Built Bars because they taste like a candy bar. But it's not just the taste. They also are excellently healthy for you as well. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. You can use them as a healthy meal substitute or just a guilt-free snack. Either way, make sure that you head to built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Once again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. Also, make sure that you guys check out rockauto.com for all of your auto parts needs. Rockauto.com is an online company that's been serving customers for over 20 years. Their catalogs remarkably easy to use. It's easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the different prices, brands, and specifications that you need. And speaking of those prices, the best part is 
Prices are always reliably low at rockauto.com. You're not going to have different price tiers for do-it-yourselfers and professional mechanics like you do at chain auto parts stores. So make sure that you go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Titans fans, let's cap off this Victory Monday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast, going over all the other stories coming out of a jam packed weekend for the Titans. Before we get into those, do want to remind you guys that betting on the Titans doesn't have to be a guessing game when you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcast. But the number one story outside of the game itself for the Titans is Tennessee Titans head coach Mike Vrabel testing positive for COVID-19 on Sunday. And Vrabel did a press conference on Sunday, and typically those would be in person, but it got changed to a Zoom conference, and it was because Vrabel had tested positive. Now, Mike Vrabel did say he woke up early Sunday morning with a sore throat, a little bit of grogginess, went into the facility, well, not into the facility, but got in his car, drove, stayed in his car, got tested twice, and both tests came back with positive results. Well, positive results in the term of testing. Positive, not very positive in terms of the news. But either way, where do we go from here? Well, Mike Vrabel has to have two negative tests in the next 48 hours, and then he's able to return to the building and business as usual. But if he's unable to have two negative tests in the next 48 hours, it's going to be a full 10-day quarantine for Mike Vrabel. And it's never good to lose your head coach. Mike Vrabel is the heartbeat of the Titans practice when he's out there. He's in full control. uh, And his presence is felt. We know that about Mike Vrabel at this moment in time. Uh, But I think the Titans will be all right. In my opinion, they would be smart to not try to move either Todd Downing or Shane Bowen into the head coaching role, take the special teams coordinator, Craig Ackerman, and let him do those things. There's so much demand on offense and defense that you don't want to put too much on the plate of Bowen or Downing as they try to get these groups ready. So I would let Craig Ackerman, who uh, has a ton of experience in the NFL, take over the head coaching role as the special teams coordinator. But either way, not a lot of news to discuss from here. Just going to have to see what happens in the next 48 hours for Mike Vrabel to see if he's able to rejoin the team as soon as possible. Also, more news that isn't the most positive, but on Saturday, longtime Tennessee Titans general manager Floyd Reese passed away at age 73. He was the Titans general manager from 1994 to 2006. Not only did he put together the Super Bowl appearance Tennessee Titans team from the 2000 season. He also drafted legends of the franchise like Steve McNair, Eddie George, Michael Roos, David Stewart, Javon Kurse, Keith Bullock. So big shout out to Floyd Reese and his family. 
rest in peace, a pillar of the Tennessee Titans organization. Now, I do want to tell you guys all the players that didn't play on Saturday night. Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, Darrington Evans, uh, the entire starting offensive line of Taylor Lewan, Roger Saffold, Ben Jones, Nate Davis, and Kendall Lamb, Kari Blossom game, Jeff Swaim, Marcus Johnson, which there was some discussion online that Marcus Johnson didn't play, not because he's hurt, but because they already view him as a starter with the roster spot locked. I don't know if I agree with that, but very interesting tidbit there I saw on Twitter. Um, on the defensive side, Janoris Jackrabbit Jenkins, Matthias Farley, Dane Crookshank, Brady Breeze, Chris Jackson, Bud Dupree, Larell Murchison, Danico Autry, Tucker McCann, all did not play as well. So those are the guys who didn't play. Finally, and I'm, I'm struggling a little bit, guys. I'm making it through here. We're getting to the 30-minute mark. It has been a, uh, a rough health weekend for me, so bear with me here as I'm starting to get a little short of breath and get a little scratchy throat. But uh do want to just mention, Elijah Molden starting in the slot. It was never going to be Chris Jackson. Saw some Titans beat reporters say the Titans are high on Chris Jackson. Looks like he's solidified a roster spot, starter in the slot. I said that if the Titans do this, the defense is doomed. Chris Jackson's terrible, and there's no way that that's going to happen. Um, I even said it on Saturday night, watching Elijah Molden in the first half, if you ever believe that, you're a fool. Chris Jackson is terrible at NFL football. Elijah Molden is not. It's that simple. Elijah Molden's going to start at slot. Give me a break. David Long continued to come in on third downs for Rashawn Evans, even when the Titans' starting defense was out on the field at the beginning of the game. They're not going to be able to keep David Long off the field, period. And I wouldn't be surprised if a couple weeks into the season, David Long is just the starter. He's more athletic than Rashawn Evans. But he still gives you similar physicality at the line of scrimmage and on blitzes up the middle. Give me more David Long. Racy McMath, like I mentioned, zero snaps on offense, all special team snaps. He's not going to help the Titans as a wide receiver this year. I think the coaching staff knows this. Now, I talked to my guy Nick Lombardi on Twitter on Saturday night. He thinks that they're trying to hide him to get him on the practice squad and not show what he can do on offense to other teams. That may be the case, but I just I just don't think that Racy McMath is going to give them enough at wide receiver that it's worth hiding. I think they're using him as purely a special teamer because if he makes this team, he's going to be purely a special teamer. So you got to see if purely on special teams, he's even good enough to supplant a Nick Westbrook-Akina as the special team's wide receiver. So to me, curious to see what happens in this third and final game when more starters play and we can see how things shake out a little bit more. But Racy McMath has been starting as a gunner for the Titans on punt coverage. So... I'm going to stick to my theory that they just want to see how good the guy can really be on special teams. And then backup quarterback. So I went back and forth all night with, uh, I'd say this jovially, but Kool-Aid on Broadway. All those guys, even the Broadway sports account, just slurping Logan Woodside, even though he didn't play a good game. And given zero credit 
to Matt Barkley. I just don't understand how a, a publication that wants to credibly cover the Titans can be such homers outright. I mean, not a single thing about Matt Barkley all game. Logan Woodside finally throws a touchdown pass at the very end of game against the back end of the roster Buccaneers, and we're going to throw up a Logan Woodside tweet? Matt Barkley outplayed him every step of the way. So it just seems like that group right there, no matter what, if the guy has been on the Titans roster longer, they're going to give all of the pump and all the praise and all the fluff to that guy. So I'm not telling you which guy is actually playing better. Just telling you, oh, this guy's been on the Titans for multiple years. We're going we're gonna to cape for him. It's a Titans guy. It's just homerism. It's just Kool-Aid. It's two-tone blue Kool-Aid. And for better or worse, I know that it makes some people mad that I'm not just some homer, some shill for the Titans all the time. And whoever has been with the team the longest, I'm going to say they were great. Kevin Pamphill stayed on the roster for a long time. David Flewellen, the roster pirate, stayed on the roster the whole time. Some people are never going to criticize these players until they're off the roster. And that's insanity to me. Don't you see what's happening? Either way, I, I don't see how Logan Woodside can continuously get the roster spot when he gets outplayed. And Kaiser didn't outplay him, so I get that. But Matt Barkley most certainly has. And Matt Barkley actually has tangible NFL experience as a backup. And has had some successes as a backup. Logan Woodside was garbage in the AAF. I just don't understand how anybody can, can in good faith watch the games and, and say that Logan Woodside is an NFL player. But either way, I, I could go for 20 minutes alone on that, but that's going to do it for today's show. An extra long Victory Monday podcast for you guys since there was no instant reaction video. Make sure that you subscribe to the Locked on Titans YouTube page. Subscribe to the Locked on Titans podcast. But that's going to do it for me today, folks. I'm going to go uh, get some cough drops in me, take some medicine, and, and rest up for tomorrow. But as always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.